Julia Alexander is a reporter for The Verge. She's also a huge fan of the band American Football. My favorite song by them, which is also their most popular, is Never Meant. And the twinge of the guitar right through when there's a melodic change, which is this really joyful, hopeful melody. So inherently part of this moment of music that I grew up with. I think actually Vulture named Never Meant the greatest emo song of all time. Back in April, while Julia was quarantining at her parents' home in Toronto, she saw on Twitter that the band was playing a concert. But the show wasn't at the local rock venue downtown. It was being held in a video game. The idea that I could maybe replicate a bit of an experience that I get from going to concerts was so tantalizing that there was no way I was not going to do it. Today on the show, how the concert experience has adapted to life under lockdown. I'm Arielle Zermoros. This is Reset. The concert that Julia attended took place in the video game Minecraft. Minecraft has more than 100 million users. It is a world in which people can go in and there are fantastic game playing elements the way that we think of video games, which is there are creatures that you can fight and there are things that you can do. But Minecraft is also this really great virtual design field for anyone who wants to go in and build things. The primary thing that people can do when they first load the game is they can craft tools, they can craft parts of a house, and you kind of dig into this block-like dirt, and then you collect materials and you can build things with those materials. But that is just the most basic concept of, of Minecraft from when it was first conceived. Since then, Minecraft has become this insanely cool virtual sandbox for people to do whatever they kind of want to do. And what we've been seeing a lot more of is people figuring out how they can do these things together. One of the things people have been figuring out how to do together is listen to music. Minecraft users have been building virtual venues that allow thousands of people to experience a concert with other fans, all playing as their own characters their own avatars. And so Minecraft, over the past while, not even this year, but but really since the pandemic has happened, has become the go-to hub for these kind of virtual music festivals. Because Julia recently attended a concert in Minecraft, I asked her to describe the experience and the mechanics, because it's not like attending a concert in a video game is super intuitive. You went to a specific website and you copy and pasted a server code. So the way that Minecraft works is there's a bunch of servers inside the game. If you have a server code, you can go to a specific area that is being used by your friends, being used by other people, or in this case, being used to host the concert. So I copy and pasted the server code into Minecraft. Extremely easy. When I actually got into the venue, it was so cool. It was more than what I was expecting it to be. There was a a hall you walk through, populated by all these different 
avatars, which in Minecraft, they have these block-shaped heads on these block-shaped bodies. And the way that they dressed were so cool. These avatars had their own personalities. One girl in particular had her blonde hair up in a ponytail. She had this black shirt on with this cool banty over a red plaid long sleeve shirt and black pants. And I could picture that person. We've all seen that person at a punk show. Um, We've all probably been that person at a punk show. And so there was like these little intricate details that made it so cool. I was trying to get through all these different bodies so I could get to the main stage area because I wanted to see what the stage looked like. But in order to do that, I had to walk by all these different people. There was a bar that nobody was sitting at, but you could walk by the bar. And then when I finally got into the main room, it was crowded with all these different types of blockheads um, in front of this huge virtual house, which I quickly realized was based on the band American Football's album cover, uh, which is a iconic image in the emo scene. And it was just that moment I realized, like, this is more than what I wanted to be. I feel like I'm at an actual show. And so at that point, I was trying to get to know my own self as a virtual avatar. I hit the up arrow and I realized I could jump. And I thought this will come in handy if I want to mosh or if I want to show my support by jumping up and down. I quickly learned how to use the camera better so I could pan my own vision and look around the room and and see if I could get a better view of the band members or the DJs while they were on stage. So just like I would at any other show where I would figure out, okay, where's the best place to stand to get the best view or how long is the line for the bathroom? I can do that in this virtual world as well. And being able to do that made it feel so much more real, even though I was sitting in an armchair in my parents' den, uh, not actually at a show. And the first thing that caught my attention when I was on the floor, the the dance floor, was that people were wearing these really cool T-shirts. They were just black T-shirts. And on the back, it said, I literally went to the American football house in Minecraft, which is a band tee that I would wear in real life. But I absolutely wanted it for my avatar. And I tried to see if there was a merch shop, which anyone who's ever been to a concert knows about. It's where people flock to before and after the show. And I couldn't find one anywhere. I didn't actually manage to get the band t-shirts that I saw going around, but it was kind of perfect because it reminded me of being an actual show. I'm someone who whenever I want to go get the actual t-shirt, it's either in 3XL or, or extra small and they just don't have my size and so I'm left disappointed. All these virtual experiences were creating very real endorphins and felt extremely nostalgic. Everything that was happening was based on very real, actual things that happened at concerts that I've gone to in my life. By the time the show actually started, there were little avatar musicians. And it was great because although their mouths didn't move when they spoke and although they were not playing guitar live or spinning live, it didn't matter because you could hear their voices talking and engaging with the crowd. Hi, we're American Football from Reality, Illinois. We're so happy to be here, wherever here is, with all of you, whatever you are. You could hear the music being played when that song 
came in and, and, and played over the crowd, it just felt like this is perfection. One of my favorite parts about the experience was that there was this ongoing chat, uh, non-audio chat, just written words that would appear on the screen. And this flood of emotion came through this rapidly scrolling chat. Everybody was just saying things like in my field or just screaming because it's all caps, screaming about how important this band is to them. And they can't imagine that we're seeing them live in the middle of a pandemic when the world feels so uncertain. We have this moment of clarity with this band. When we go to concerts, you're going for that moment of unity with people. Like everyone in that room is there for this one band that means so much to them. And in this chat that would play at the bottom of the screen, that made it feel like we are all in this moment experiencing this together. And it was goosebump inducing. It It was really great to have that experience. How common are these kinds of concerts in video games? These types of experiences are super common in video games and not even just in the last month, two months, six months, two years. Now what we're seeing as the technology gets better, as more platforms can integrate. So as a platform like Discord can integrate into a game like Minecraft and that creates worlds of opportunity where it can be a live experience with the band members and with the DJs who are watching and jumping around with everybody versus maybe just a a playlist playing uh, and there's no real interaction with it, we're going to see more of it. And I would keep my eyes on Minecraft and Fortnite in particular because I think those two games and the companies behind them have really figured out something special. The pandemic has made these kinds of concert experiences more enticing. But what does that mean for the audience and how they'll enjoy live music in the future? That's after the break. This is Reset. Sherry, who you're a music journalist, you publish a newsletter called Water and Music. So who's behind a lot of these video game concerts? Yeah, what's really interesting to me is that it's been mostly super DIY underground artists who are performing and then also independent developers who are working on this. So a lot of the Minecraft festivals that have been put on recently were built by Open Pit, a collective of engineers, designers, marketers that are putting on these festivals. Um, And all these festivals, including during the pandemic, but also prior to the pandemic, were totally for charity. So they didn't see it as like, I guess, a source of profit. It was really like a community service, which I think is great. How long has Open Pit been around? You know, did they pop up just because of the pandemic? No. So Open Pit has been around for a couple of years. And in general, the concept of festivals within games has been around for a couple of years. When these concerts take place in a game like Minecraft, is the music actually performed live? Because you don't have the benefit of being able to see the band play, right? So how does it work? With the Minecraft festivals, at least the ones that Open Pit has put on, I believe the vast majority of the music is actually not live. They usually ask for, I guess, like static audio files of their DJ sets from the artists. And a lot of the time, even the chat or banter that you might hear in between songs from the artists during the actual festival were also pre-recorded to make sure that the experience was as smooth as possible for the fan. 
Okay, so it's basically a recording of a live performance, just not being played out live within the game. Yes, the actual music isn't live. What is live is the shared communal experience of listening to or watching it. Um, So, yeah, I think a lot of the appeal, especially with these Minecraft festivals, is that usually it's not just one stage. It's like a whole world that you can explore. There are like multiple levels, each with like different themes. So you can kind of like walk from one level to the next um, and kind of explore this world as you're listening to the music with a lot of other people as well. So, yeah, I, I would say it's as much about kind of that shared communal experience, which a lot of people are looking for right now, as it is about necessarily viewing a certain artist. The way we've been talking about this is here is a replacement in the pandemic era for live concerts, right? Going to a concert within a game. But if it's pre-recorded, does this still count as a live concert? Like, how should we be thinking about this? Yeah, but that is such a good point. And largely for that reason, I don't think it has the same appeal as a live show by any means. And and this is why I push back on anyone who might suggest that live streaming in general will like not just replace in-person shows, but will cannibalize them in the future in terms of like people preferring to see live streams over in-person shows. I definitely do not think that's true. I think it just provides a really different kind of emotional benefit. Because there's no live performance, there are other things that end up being the main event, whether it's the world within the game that's visually interesting. Also, the other main event is that social aspect. And one thing Open Pit does for a lot of their festivals is that they'll actually will sell VIP tickets to their festival and it includes access to like a secret room within the Minecraft festival so they can like chat with the artists and and get to meet them. You know, the American football concert that we heard about in the first half of this episode was for charity, but is anyone in the industry making money from these types of events? I would say for now, mostly no. There are a couple of reasons for this. One is I think a lot of artists and people in the industry are trying to reach as many people as possible with their live stream concerts. And so they're going to the platforms where they are already engaging with their fans, namely Facebook and Instagram. And as of now, neither of those platforms even gives streamers the ability to make money. So just by default, those live streams are happening for free. As I mentioned, there are some gaming-centric platforms like Twitch that are becoming more popular in music. And those actually do offer a lot of ways to monetize. Um, Fans can tip streamers while they're going live, um, or they can subscribe to their channel for a monthly fee in exchange for some exclusive perks or access to some exclusive community. I do know some artists and producers, especially who are making a lot of money from those income sources on Twitch. But I think it's worth noting that those people are going live almost every day. Mm, Okay, so volume is important here. Volume is super important. I would compare it almost to the model of a vlogger on YouTube in terms of like putting out videos really consistently. Yeah, so it's a super different model from just putting on like like a one-off festival or doing a one-off show. Are there other examples of concerts that have happened in Minecraft or, or other games that have had large turnouts, you know, these concerts with large turnouts since the pandemic started? Yeah, I would say outside of Minecraft, probably the biggest example of a game that has really embraced concerts is Fortnite. And 
Also similar to Minecraft, Fortnite had been hosting some virtual concerts prior to the pandemic. Yo, what is up Fortnite? What's up Pleasant Park? My name is Marshmallow and thank you for coming out today and making history with me. You guys ready? In 2019, Marshmallow's DJ sets in Fortnite really opened up the world to the possibility of, you know, of artists performing within games. And, and I think it had an impact because of the number of viewers. I believe it was over 10 million viewers. Wow. Which also goes to show how popular Fortnite is as a game now and how, at least for certain generations, it's really like a pop culture staple. It's, it's not just a game on the side. And then this year in 2020, they did another large-scale concert or performance event with Travis Scott. A lot of people went into the game to see it, and they hosted like six viewings over the course of three days. And I believe the number of unique viewers is 27 million. So what's your impression of the experience from an audience standpoint? Like, how do you think about this? One issue that some of these live streaming concerts face is that the interface is quite flat at the end of the day. It's just like, you know, it's a 2D video that people can pull up on their screen. I mean, VR concerts are probably just around the corner. Yeah, exactly. I think I think all of this is, is a proof of concept for exactly that, these concerts in VR. And then in contrast, if you're in a game, it's kind of hard to pay attention to whatever other tabs you have open on your computer, just anything else. Like it's you really have to be fully immersed, controlling your character and, and getting to the show. So why do you think people seem to be enjoying these kinds of concerts so much? Yeah, it definitely feels more intimate. And no matter how many people are watching, it feels like the artist is just talking directly to you because I guess they're talking directly into a camera, which I think is notably different from the experience of an in-person show where you know that, that the artist is, is addressing a crowd. Yeah. And then also a lot of these artists are going live from their homes if they're in lockdown or, or wherever they are in the world, which I think brings people into a part of their life that they maybe previously hadn't seen before or didn't know about before. And this goes back to the value of access and building this like more personal social connection with the artist, as opposed to just seeing them on a stage. Do you think that these kinds of concerts, whether it's live streaming uh, within Instagram or uh, playing a set in a video game, do you think that these types of events will stick around after the lockdown ends? I'm not sure if they'll stick around at the same level, but I think it's normalized enough. Both fans and artists recognize the value of this format that it'll stick around in some form. So so I know a lot of artists who are considering doing a hybrid in-person and live streaming format for their tours in the future. And this is actually related to a conversation that was happening around the touring business prior to the pandemic in terms of how it just was not sustainable for artists on a lot of levels. Like a lot of artists felt physically burnt out or like mentally or emotionally burnt out, especially those who are on the road for like months at a time. There's a lot of conversation about how touring and especially these bigger festivals are not environmentally sustainable or there's like a really significant carbon footprint that goes into, you know, flying to every single city right on a tour stop. So and then add on this pandemic where everyone's stuck at home and a lot of artists are recognizing the value of doing these live streams for an instantly global audience, which is super different from the touring model where you only perform to people in a specific city for a certain period of time and they go on to the next city 
and essentially play the same show every time. Whereas like with live streaming, your audience is instantly international. I think all these factors are coming together to make a hybrid in-person and live streaming model really viable for artists. Do you miss live concerts in the real world? I do. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I, I specifically miss just getting into a packed room with a lot of, you know, mostly strangers just to watch this artist that who we all love play on stage. There's definitely like a primal aspect to that. And in my opinion, it can really only be manifested in person and like really having your full undivided attention on that event. Yeah, I guess I miss that like super concentrated high energy experience of going to a show in person. Sherry Hu is a music journalist. Sherry, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you as well. The reason we made this episode is because we wanted to take a look at the music industry and ask, how's it coping during the pandemic? And in today's episode, we answered that question from the perspective of the audience. To get the artist's side of things, listen to our next episode on Tuesday. It was put together by the folks at Switched On Pop, another Vox Media podcast. That's it for today. This is Reset, and I'm Ariel Zuemras. But you don't have to say it that way. If you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or in your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. Skylar Swenson and Will Reed produced the show. Amy Drostowska is our editor. Our audio engineer is Eric Gomez. Golda Arthur is our executive producer. Liz Kelly Nelson is the editorial director of Vox Podcasts. The mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder composed our theme music. And we're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. We'll be back on Tuesday. Later, nerds.